Firefly Willows L-I-V-E presents From Beyond, featuring your hosts, mother-daughter psychics, Nadia Shapiro and Barbara Williams. From Beyond. From Beyond. With your hosts, Nadia Shapiro and Dr. Barbara Williams. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday. Uh, We have um, a wonderful guest, Dr. Eileen Augustine. And I just want to let everybody know in about 40 minutes, we'll be welcoming callers. You're more than welcome to ask Dr. Eileen questions um, or if you're interested in reading, uh, we will do that. So um, now, Dr. Eileen Augustine has been an intuitive healer since childhood and is a healer in many indigenous tra- traditions and a variety of energetic healing modalities. She's also a chiropractic doctor and a certified Reiki master. She gives talks on the benefits of healthy life choice for the body, mind, and spirit and teaches a six-week empowerment course for young-risk women. I'm sorry, at-risk young women. She also hosts her own international internet radio show, Healing House Radio, with Dr. Eileen. She is the author of Frequencies, A Journey Beyond the Illusions of Singular Self and co-author of Tapping into God. Dr. Eileen also practices and teaches coursework in Druid traditions, earth magic, and earth-based healing, and has become a recipient and master of terogenic healing. Welcome to our show. It's a delight to have you here. It's a real delight to be here. Thank you for having me. Sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited to have you here. Um, I've known you for several years now, and I have to say you're just an amazing healer. Um, And Dr. Eileen has done quite a bit of work on me, as well as my dog and my home, and I'm excited to share her with everyone else. Um, So I actually wanted to start off the show with talking about what terogenic healing is. Well, Terogenic Healing is an earth-based healing tradition, uh, very much in alignment with other forms of energetic healing where the person or the practitioner becomes a conduit and a participating member of the healing process for an individual. Terogenic Healing brings in the earth elements in a way that really is very unique. Not only do natural elements such as plants, stones, fire, water, and air take a part in the healing process, they actually become active, conscious participants in it through a process of connecting with the energetic being that exists within them. And by bringing those beings out, and allowing them to go in and connect with the fire, water, earth, and air that exists within each one of us. It allows for a rebalancing process that leads to harmony as opposed to dissonance in the system, and it also allows the person to go into a tremendously peaceful place to really kind of find themselves again. The interesting part in this is that I do not lead the healing process, per se. I become a participant. I follow those natural elements, the spirits behind them, because they know 
far more than I consciously could. So I follow the wisdom of nature because it knows how to restore natural balance within a person. Wow, amazing. And how did you stumble upon this modality? Well, I suppose it goes back to the old statement, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. In my mind, there is no greater teacher than the natural world. And in alignment with my Druidic practices, I am in fact a Druid, and as I practice it, it is not a, a religion, and there are many who practice it in different ways. It has beautiful spiritual aspects that lend themselves wonderfully to a spiritual practice. But as I, I practice it as a vocation. So through the process of that connecting with earth energies on deeper and deeper levels, this healing process, I will not say that I created it because it existed before me. And I cannot say that I discovered it because it was always there. I feel most comfortable saying that I'm the first recipient of this form of it in a very, very, very long time. And that is something that I'm honored with. And through the process of meditations, through the process of actually being tested by nature, in each one of the elements, you know, there were certain things I spent a year going through these different processes that ended up each one being focused on a different element. And once I completed all of those, for lack of a better term, tests, then this healing modality made itself aware to me. It made it came from wherever it is that amazing stuff comes. And it solidified, and I was willing to surrender really to that process because a big part of the healing process is that surrendering of our attachment, our thought, our belief on what should be, what shouldn't be, what healing is, what healing isn't. And it really meant going into that place of accepting that ultimately nature knows what it needs to do. And even though it's something that may seem bad, it may be what's necessary. So this type of healing is very much about not what I might define healing as, but what the proper healing is for that person. So this has been, I mean, I've had druidic tendencies or I've had a deep connection with earth energies since I was a child. I started formal training in spiritual practices back in 2004. And through that, the druidic practices came back up in me. And my connection deepened. I began to hear the wind and understand the stones and connect with the trees. And as each of these connections deepened, a task was given to me or an option was given to me to step up and accept this healing practice that I could not only offer to people, but to be able to share, to teach it. Because really, right now, there is such a huge pull for people to be able to reconnect with the earth, reconnect with the natural world, because it's all about balance. And if we 
are able to find that balance point within ourselves, that place of, you know, it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. It's an event. And then we move on to the next event. So it really did kind of come out of this entire philosophical, spiritual, personal transformation that I experienced that allowed me to go into a much, much deeper connection with the world around me. Right. Wow, amazing. Now, do you find people, um, especially nowadays, are really starting to wake up to that shift and and really kind of indulging in that type of... um, of a work? Well, I think that there's there's an interesting paradigm shift that has been occurring for a while. And because there is so much heavy stuff in the world, there's so much fear, there's so much, um, you know, just really intense energetic type of stuff going on, it's almost as if the pendulum, you know, that that whole idea that everything is in this pendulum swing And, you know, we go to one extreme, we go to another, and as intense as all of of the, I won't even say negative or bad, but the hard stuff, the fear places, we're reaching that apex, and the swing is now starting to work its way the other way, going in that direction of, you know what, we've got to stop this, this is nuts. We've got to move into that place of reconnecting, not just with the natural world, but with one another. We've got to reach that place of viewing each other as an event, not good, not bad. There's light and shadow in absolutely everything, and that includes light and shadow itself. So as we reach that apex of that fear shadow place, then the pendulum begins to swing as it always has and as it always will, starting to swing back where people want to connect. Uh, there's been a big increase in interest in druidry, which oh. I find fascinating. Uh, more and more people are getting into it. A lot of people are coming to me and asking me, you know, well, what's a druid? I've, I've been at speaking engagements, and people just really come up. And it's like, well, you know, I've heard this about Druids, I've heard that about Druids, but I really don't know anything about it. And, um, in fact, I've been asked to uh, co-lead a Druidic trip to England to look at some of the old Druidic sites there. So people really are wanting to find that connection, wanting to find a way to find peace with the earth and with the earth connections that lie within themselves. Right. Well, wow. Well, Hi, so this is, can I ask a question? Sure. Um, do you feel that, you know, like in, in light of the last few years, the recent sort of catastrophes that have occurred are sort of bringing people more to attention? Uh, that is a really good observation. You know, there has been a lot going on, you know, energetically with the earth and... I mean, ultimately, the earth is going to be fine. Whether or not we get to stay on it is the question. But the earth always finds a way to renew itself. And I believe that there's a frequency that the earth emits. And I've picked up on it. And I have noticed over the past few years that there's been a change in it. And I think that change in the frequency of the earth, that's awakening people. It's 
they're catching that imp- you know it's it's like a dog whistle you know it's it's not for the ears to hear but it resonates within the body and it's causing people to stop and really listen and i think that a lot of the stuff that's going on is a part of that lesson a tsunami is no more bad than a rainbow is good right and being able to be in balance with these are things that happen in nature. Sometimes hard things happen. Sometimes cool things happen. Sometimes things are hard. Sometimes things are easy. And that idea of being able to rest in that resonance, you know, more and more people are picking up because the earth is now changing its song. And that song is really calling to that attention point, saying, all right, I'm here. It's time for us to reconnect. And do you think the song's getting louder? Oh, absolutely. I think it's resonating on a deeper level. I think that people are becoming more aware of it. I think that it is, you know, it's a song to call us home. And it is a wonderful thing. And many will hear it, and even the ones who don't react, you know, don't connect with it. Maybe they don't have that spiritual practice or whatever, but they're still going to be hearing it or feeling it in a way. And this song, you know, is getting louder and louder and louder. So I really do think that it's in alignment with that pendulum swing where we're now heading in back into that place of deeper connection. Right. Yeah, I, I like that... Go ahead. I like how you express that, the song, The Call Us Home, that, that really resonates. Very nice way of saying that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead, I can definitely on. pick up on the, the shift that everybody is experiencing. And, you know, especially in the last, I would say, uh, maybe two, three years, I've really noticed a shift in people um, in, in getting to be more connected, not only with themselves, but more uh, more nature-based. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's kind of happening naturally. It's like you know, no matter how far we try and go away from our source, it kind of we get pulled back um, naturally, which is amazing. And I think the work that you're doing is really important for the planet, but as well as is allowing, uh, getting people to really be connected to themselves and understanding their connection to the planet. Yeah. I mean, and really that connection is one of the key points because the idea that, you know, we're these separate beings and all of that and I am different from the couch I'm sitting on, different from the window, different from the tree outside, all of that really, I mean, you know, and all of this is just coming from my head and... What I feel is that, I mean, we are clouds of subatomic particles. We choose these forms because for some reason it's necessary in the universe that we be who we are as a part of our learning process. And the idea that there is any difference between me and the trees and the stones and the water and the air, I let go of that. I release that because I know we are all one giant being. We're, you know, we're different aspects of it. For those who follow religious, 
you know, spiritual practices of whatever kind. There's that idea of being an aspect of creation. We are each an aspect. And through that, once we realize that we aren't separate, that we are the wind, we are the water, you know, these are extensions of ourselves and we are extensions of them, to be able to connect and resonate on that level, to find that prime frequency that we all share and to go through all of the layers of what makes us what we are to find that core sound, that core tone that connects us to everything. Right. Right. Now, um, I remember, let's see, gosh, it must have been about a year ago, um, I had overheard you talking about the work that you do with animals as well. And after I discovered this, I brought my dog Moon in to see you and she was suffering from anxiety, and every time I would leave the house, she would freak out, and um, I think it was probably only going on for about a year, maybe a little bit longer, and um, I decided to take some pictures of her, and one of the pictures that I took showed all kinds of stuff. I actually put it up on our Facebook fan page um, from Beyond Radio, and you can see in the picture my dog, you can see an old woman, a hand coming out of her face, multiple animals, there's a house, there's actually multiple faces in the picture. And so um, I remember we were talking about this in your office, and I'm like, well, you know, here, I want you to look at this picture I took of her. So I kind of had a feeling that there was some kind of attachment going on with her, but I wasn't able to remove it. Mm-hmm. And um, you lo- I remember you looked at the picture, and, you, you know, you saw all the stuff going on, and then you, you did something for a few short seconds. And then literally the picture shifted back to its normal state. I mean, it, that was so amazing. And then it went back, you know, a few minutes later. But um, when you came out and you did the the healing work with her um, in the house and she no longer, you know, has anxiety. And it was just so amazing that you were able to just literally talk with her and you knew exactly what was going on and, you know, everything stopped after that. And she's completely normal now. I can leave her alone. She has no problems. And I just, I think that was truly amazing, just how connected to nature and to to animals you are, Um, because I know you you do quite a bit of work on your own as well with um, animals. So, yeah, that was really amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it, it really was, and Moon is such a sweet spirit. I absolutely adore her. Um, you know, and she she came here with her contract of what she needed to do. And in looking at the the way that you know the, each of the worlds, you know, each of the realms, the spiritual realm, our physical realm, yeah, the idea that they're all existing in the same space in the same time acknowledging that those spirits are there, they are real, and figuring out, okay, what is it that you need in order to be able to complete your contract? And, you know, it's like, you know, the old saying, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So the idea that it's like, okay, if you're here in a space and you have a reason to be here, let us work with you, because I know, you know, you do a lot of work around that. And being able to identify you know, it isn't just, you know, playing Ghostbusters. A lot of times it's about finding what will bring balance to that particular being, that particular spirit. And 
figuring that out, listening to them, and then very firmly saying, okay, I hear you, I get it, and now we need to figure out something else. And it's very similar in my work with animals. Um, I've had quite a few people who and you know came to me and you know they had animals with aggression problems or that they were not connecting well with. So I was able to really find out, okay, where is their energy? Where is your energy? Where is the dissonance occurring? Because often in relationships, whether it's with an animal, whether it's with a spirit that is, you know, from another time or whatever, there is a contract and there's a balance aspect to it. Is there resonance in the, in the contract and in the agreement or is there dissonance? And if there's dissonance, then how can we bring it back into balance? How can we bring it back into harmony? How can we get those frequencies to match up? And that's a big part of the work that I do is whatever situation I come into, I go to where their frequency is. I go to where they are, and then I see it's like, okay, what's happening here? And then the shift happens, either to bring the frequency up or to calm the frequency down or to merely match two frequencies together. So, um, you know, it's it really is an amazing work for me to have the honor of bearing witness because the biggest thing that I feel I do is I bear witness. And to come from it from that way, this does not come from me. It comes through me. And, you know, I could, some use the phrase, you know, a a very effective conduit. You know, I'm a good tube. Mm -hmm. And I keep that thought that it's, this is never about me. This is about the work. This is about the energy around me that I happen to be able to hear and connect to. But this is something that absolutely everybody can do. All you have to do is be able to learn it. Can I ask you a question about that? Absolutely. Now, do you work with the actual vibratory shift? Well, um, do- <laughs> Tell you what, what do you define as the vibratory shift? So well, we, we, we all vibrate at a different rate, which is why mm-hmm. we're we're physically maybe different than a tree or a blade of grass or a rock. So, you know, when things are not necessarily vibrating at their correct rate for what we're here to do, I didn't know if you brought into balance that shift that has to occur in the vibratory rate of whoever or whatever it is that you're trying to balance. Okay. Um, Essentially, yes. Uh, The way I work with the frequencies, one, I allow that all the frequencies are absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Each frequency is unique. No two stones, I'll work with stones. No two stones will have the same frequency. Each one has their own unique song. Each person has their own unique song. So in the work that I do, and some songs are just not meant to go together. You know, when I look at them, I feel the frequency of one, I feel the frequency of the other, and it's like, you know what? These two are not, these frequencies are not meant to blend. Then I look at, it's like, okay, where can we have the common ground? And finding that place of peace for both. Finding that place, you know, where if, the two songs can be blended to be able to weave them together very, very gently. 
and to be able to bring it into a place of harmony by introducing my own frequency and having my frequency match theirs. Uh, being an empath from birth, it has always been a part of me that I've always said that empaths can only be as happy as the least happy person in the room because <laughs> we, we are great. going to connect with the dissonant aspect and that's going to draw our attention because we know that unless they're okay, we can't be totally okay. So that's why empaths are really drawn to healing and, you know, the, the shadow side of that is that there's a tendency to be codependent because it's like, look, I want everything to be okay so I can be okay. So as, you know, people mature through that empathic process, then it becomes that, okay, I can turn this on or I can turn it off. And utilizing that to match the frequencies of others, then I can become the neutral ground for those frequencies to be able to blend. Did I answer your question? Yes. Oh, Thank okay. you. I <laughs> wish I lived closer to you. <laughs> yes, I'm in Boulder Creek now, which is uh, very, very interesting and absolutely beautiful. And I'm surrounded by trees and there's a river behind my house. And, you know, it's just um, absolutely amazing. Yes, I'm very lucky. I get to see you all the time. <laughs> I'm very there's jealous. Certain, there's always certain people, you know, as a healer, um, and, 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 you know, I find this to be very true for myself, but as a healer, you, you especially have to be very careful on who you go to for healing. Um, and I've, I've run into a few scenarios where I've gotten very sick after healing because I wasn't careful in and when you're a healer, um, you want to make sure someone is definitely energetically clean and all of that. And I just, you know, every time I go to see you, I just feel like I can just relax and I'm not having to, you know, hold that part of myself or, you know, or in the background trying to clean somebody up before they heal you. <laughs> I had to do that too. Yes, I do know that one. <laughs> you know, yeah. and... It, it really is, you know, such a pleasure working with you, Nadia, because, you know, there is that very deep earth connection that you carry that I totally resonate with. You know, there's this openness, there's this curiosity, there's, you know, just really this process. And, you know, we've known each other over several years, and watching you change with the seasons is always really fun. And I, I don't know if you realize that you do it, but there's this, really amazing, beautiful process as, you know, when I see you in springtime and as it goes into, you know, summer and fall, you actually, your energy shifts in harmony with those seasons, and it's a really amazing thing to watch and to be in the field of. Wow, thank you. I did not notice that. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it, it really is very cool. You know, the last time you came in, it was like, oh, she's going, she's going fall because there was this total earthiness. You know, sort of, you know, this visual of you know, bring you bringing in the harvest and holding this, you know, basket of, you know, the the things that were harvested, and you know, just this picturing you by a fire, and you know, it's just really 
the imagery that comes in with you at different seasons is just an absolute delight. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I mean, really, I I would. I'm a total hippie at heart. I mean, if I could live, you know, out in the middle of the woods and and actually, you know, know what I'm doing and be able to survive, I think I would be completely happy doing that. Um, but you know, unfortunately, I'm. I'm in it, and I'm and I'm stuck in it, and the in in the time being where I'm, you know, part of a a society that has to survive in this whole technology world, which, you know, I, I guess is okay. You know, I'm not going to say it's wrong or anything like that, but I mean, I do feel the need to often retreat and definitely mm-hmm. go into nature, which I do schedule my regular camping trips by myself in the woods, <laughs> even in the winter. <laughs> Well, you know, it really is important for practitioners to understand there are times when they need to turn it off. And, I mean, we do what we do. And in the situation that I was in, it was, you know, I would have people staying with me who I would be, you know, counseling. And, you know, it would be this constant thing. I would spend all day at the office. Then I would come home and I would work with people. And I never had a chance to turn it off. And it was really wearing me down so much. And it ended up taking, you know, really the loss of my home through, you know, there was a predatory loan and then there was a crooked attorney who ended up basically causing me through his incompetence to lose the home that my parents purchased in 1969. Uh And I had to release. There was guilt. There was shame. There was anger. There was all this stuff. And, you know, it seemed almost as if, you know, the universe had turned its back on me. And at one point, when I was applying for a loan modification, I asked the universe, am I meant to save this home? And the answer came back, absolutely yes. And then I thought, great. But then I asked, am I meant to live in this home? And it said, absolutely not. So I went with, you know what? I got my yes, so I'm good. Well, my loan modification was denied. And I went back to the universe and said, hey, 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 you said that I was going to save this home. And the answer came back, you're going to save it by releasing it. This home cannot reach its potential with you here. And there was a lot of light and shadow for me in that house. And, you know, growing up there, there were good times, there were bad times. And it had reached the point where all I saw were its flaws. Oh, my gosh, the chimney's cracked. Oh, my gosh, this. Oh, you know, I've got to pay to fix this. i got to pay to fix that. And it reached that place where I was no longer in balance with it. And adding to that the fact that I never got to turn myself off. I never got to go into that resting place. So the answer from the universe was correct, I was going to save that home by letting it go so that it could be loved again because I couldn't honestly say that I loved it anymore and it deserved better. So everything in that process led me to the home that I've always wanted and the home I left is now so much happier. You know, I drove past and it's got a new driveway, the lawn is lush and green And it's happy. It is able to be in joy 
that it is loved again, that it feels beautiful again. And we all want to feel loved. We all want to feel beautiful. And when I asked the universe, well, why didn't you explain all that at the beginning? And why didn't you, you know, tell me that that's what was going to happen? I caught almost an amused type of sensation. And the response was, we did tell you. You did know. You just decided to interpret the story and create your own ending of what you thought it was going to be. You knew the truth the whole time. And I thought, it's like, okay, yeah, you got me. So it's fascinating, you know, as we go through and finding, I mean, it's a constant work to really be in alignment with our own frequency and our own balance. And it's always that checking, okay, am I in balance or am I not? Is this situation creating harmony or is it creating dissonance? You know, when an empath turns their empathy inward, it's always a very interesting experience. Right, right, yeah. It's quite a, quite amazing um, to be able to just listen and go and and go with the flow of the universe and everything that's presented to you. And, and we don't often get the opportunity to to take the chance to listen because we're constantly being bombarded by um, you know TV, media, um, computers, cell phones. You know, if I feel yeah. <laughs> all that stuff, we you know. There was a point in time where we could look up and we know that there's something coming, like a storm or the change of the season or something was, you know, something was going to happen, something was going to shift because we were so connected. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely light and shadow in, in all of those aspects and reaching that place of, okay, what is, when is it too much? When does it tilt? to one side or the other. I mean, you know, I love living in the surrounded by trees and near a river, and I'm pretty certain that I like the idea that going to the bathroom at night does not involve shoes and a flashlight. So, (laughs) you know, I I do like the modern conveniences. (laughs) And being able to choose to deal with them, being able to choose. I mean, I really... You know, honor the fact that you are, you know, you're kind of energetically postponing that, you know, that life in the woods that you would like. My, what I pick up from that really is that you are honoring your spiritual connection and your spiritual contract because you're where you're needed. You are right in the place that you need to be to be able to assist others. And, you know, and I know you do phenomenal work. And your time of your mountain place will definitely come. It's just your spirit is agreeing to be where it's needed at this point. Right. Right, exactly. So um, I'm just going to, we're going to take a few uh, short, we're going to, sorry, I can't talk today. We're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back, and I believe we have some callers. So we'll go ahead and take some calls, okay? Okie dokie. At Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media. 
the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media-rich world. If you are passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us. Host a show or be a guest or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable change makers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. As promised, we're always thinking of ways to bring you a fresh new perspective. Check out this lineup of our newest shows. The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, featuring Firefly Willow's L-I-V-E favorite, Heisey Lutmers, and his co-host, Charlie Harrington, on the second Tuesday evening each month. A Shamanic Life, hosted by John Carousella, on the first and third Tuesday evenings each month. What's Your Prescription for Balance, with Mildred Lynn McDonald and her co-host, Dr. Glenna Calder, the first Thursday afternoon each month. And Evolve, with Robin White Turtle Lizney, the third Thursday afternoon each month. Introducing our newest show, the second and fourth Saturday mornings each month, From Beyond, with mother-daughter psychics, Nadia Shapiro and Barbara Williams. We're excited. Give us a listen as we continue to create new and entertaining ways for you to shine your inner light. Join us at Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E. much for um, coming into our show, calling into our show. It was such a delight. Um, you know, I would love for you to kind of say a few words on your on your books that you have out. Those seem fascinating. And um, please let everybody know where they can reach you and your website and all of your information. Well, um, my books, my first published work was uh, co-authoring a book called Tapping into God, which was written by uh, my dear friend Debbie Belmaseri, who gathered different people of different spiritual practices and talked about their connection with the universe. It's a fascinating book, and it was definitely a labor of love for Deb. It's called Tapping Into God. Uh, my first solo publishing work is called Frequencies, and it deals with a sort of a, a an experience that I had that really was the main turning point in my personal transformation where I connected with a consciousness called the we, that I called the we. Basically, they said that names limit, but I said I needed 
something to call them. And there were two things I knew about channeling at that time. One, that it was never happening to me, and two, if it was, I was never telling a soul. And I turned out to be wrong on both counts. So it is a work that kind of chronicles one weekend that I take at the end of each year in Santa Cruz. And it is uh, really a lot of very deep insights that were important to share. And the interesting thing was that I sat on this book for pretty much two years, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, I really don't know if I want to put this out to the world, that this experience happened to me. So I was driving down the El Camino, one of our main streets, and it kept coming into my mind. I said, okay, whatever is out there, if you really are out there, if you really want me to do this, and if you are really behind me, I want a sign, I want it now, and I want it to be something that I cannot ignore. And I have found that you do not ask for that while you're driving. And basically what happened was a bus immediately cuts me, pulls out and cuts me off. I slam on my brakes, and I stop just shy of the bus. And at that time, uh, one of the local junior colleges was doing, like, notes to graduates, like, you know, way to go, Al, or nice job, Steve. So across the back of the bus, in letters two feet high, were, we're proud of you, Eileen. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was spelled E-I, but it's like, okay, close enough. All right. Right. So um, that is called, again, Frequencies. And it is available through Amazon. It's available through Barnes & Noble. Um, it's available through the publisher, which is called fastpencil.com. And you can also get a hold of me if you would like to contact me at my web, through my website, www.the-healing-house.com. And through that, you can be able to connect with me. You can email me, and that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And I have events. I have meetup groups, you know, through meetup.com, Healing House Events. So you can also find stuff out about me through that. And may I say, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with both of you. I'm I'm in the process of working my way through a cold right now, so I'm really amazed that I made it through here without coughing, which is a good thing. So um, just my body rebalancing. But it's really been a pleasure to speak with both of you. I'm sorry, I was muted. <laughs> um, I was. Uh, <laughs> what I was saying was, um, and you also have your your own show, and is it every Thursday afternoon? Yes, every uh, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. California time. It is called Healing House Radio with Dr. Eileen, and we do a half an hour show and discuss different topics and. You know, sometimes I have folks call in, and there are occasions where I get an intuitive hit off someone, 
from that sort of more earthy, earth-based direction. So, you know, I've had that conversation with people, but, you know, really we've been doing the show for over two years, and it's a lot of fun, and, um, you know, I, I adore my international friends, so... Uh, please feel free to listen, and I will definitely be connecting my listeners with you because I think this is great. Yeah, awesome. Well, before you go, we do have a caller from um, uh, Marty from Ohio who has a, a question about healing. Um, sure. Marty, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm pleased to get through. Um, I'm wanting to know what I can do for the next level of my healing. I had a major, major injury 17 years ago, mm-hmm. and I would like to know everything from spiritual, emotional, physical. What what can I do next? Well, um, was this a, a, a result of an accident? Or? No. No, I, I had a baby. Oh, <laughs> awesome. And I fractured pelvic bone and got split in half, and... Since I had a hip bone sawed off to try to fuse the hip to the spine and the bone fusion failed. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a long journey. So mm-hmm. what can I do to continue the healing? Uh, well, one of the things that really kind of jumps out at me is a connection with water with oh. you. And, you know, that's that's like really one of your powerful um, energy sources. You know, different element. Different people resonate with different elements. The first thing that came out with me with you was water. Okay. That you, you have a tendency to, you know, a lot of times you can sort of go with the flow, but there's also, you know, you hit your tsunami moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's putting you know, it mildly. People around you, it's like, wait a minute, where'd all the water on the beach go? So, <laughs> and I love know, water. Yeah, you know, I am a water person. Oh yeah, you know that that completely comes across. So the first thing on a physical level that I would recommend for you is really getting into a good water aerobics program. Um, if there's a pool or someplace near you where you can be in that element, because since that is your element, that's going to add to your healing process. Have you done any type of water exercises? Yes, I. It's been a long journey with lots of physical therapy, and. I just still wasn't strong enough. It created issues. So I can try that again. Yeah. Try going back to it. I I feel like, you know, you're probably in a little bit of a different space. Also, something that would be great for you is called Watsu. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, Not really. Okay. Watsu? Watsu. W-A-T-S-U. All right. It is probably the most wonderful water experience that you could have. All right. It's water that's at body temperature. It's very mineralized, so you tend to float. And what the practitioner does is basically you just lay there, and they put little floaty things behind your knees, and they move your body, and they stretch your body. And it is this amazing sort of a dance flowing. You know, they hold you by the head and just kind of snake your body back and forth. Oh, and with the, with the warmth, that comes through, it's it's this weightless feeling, and I really think that that would be awesome for you, both on a physical and on an energetic level. Great. Um, you know, it's also making sure you're doing energetic 
clearing. I get the feeling of you, you know, really having a lot of people with a lot of different types of energetic fields that you're in, and they're not always the most gentle. No. And it's really, you know, doing a clear energetic clearing process for you would be a very, very good thing. And that would be through Watsu? Uh, you can do that through Watsu, or you can do what's called a clearing salt bath. Okay. Which is like one cup of Epsom salt, one cup of sea salt, and a half a cup of baking soda. All right. And you, you know, you pour those, you know, keep, don't like blend them together. You pour them in separately, have the water as hot as you can comfortably be in it, and then just soak in that. And what that's going to do is that's going to draw a lot of that stuff out. Now, do this before you go to bed because, you know, this is like energetically it leaves you very clean, but it also leaves you very open. And And I found out firsthand how wonky you can get if you go out and do things afterwards. You do this right before bed, go to bed. (laughs) You have interesting dreams too. And having these consistent clearing processes will really help your healing process. Um you know, and your the the baby then I guess I guess is in her late teens now, yes. right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, it, it's been a long journey, but I am going forward, and it's like, what's the next level? What can I do to complete the healing? Yeah, you know, it's moving into that place of, um, you know, because there's also like a real feeling of that there's some things that are being held on to energetically and emotionally around that process um, that may be in difficulties in your relationship. Yes. So what are you getting on that? How to let go? How to move forward? Move, stay, what? Um, To accept that you are no longer, you know, it's like with, with my sons. Once they became adults, I told them, I am no longer management. I'm a consultant. <laughs> I love that. If you come to me with an issue, I will sit, I will listen, I will, you know, be completely present with you. If you do not want my opinion, I will not offer it. So, other words, put the energy elsewhere. Shift that energy elsewhere. You've got some really wonderful opportunities of places, you know, that, you know, opportunities for you to place that energy that it's going to be a very positive thing. I mean, it's energy is neither good nor bad. It just is. It's how we flavor it. So there's an opportunity for you. You know, I really feel strongly there's a place for you to direct this that you can move it, shift it from that, you know, that harder energy into something that's very cool that brings you joy. Oh, and you see connecting... That? more with your prime element. I also get this very airy sense of you. Yes. So, earthy, you know, water, wood. Yeah, you know, that is, that is that, you know, that breeze that comes through, you know, just for you. You know, that hearing the wind blow really hard, you know, you really enjoy, you know, that good windstorm. And there's that, you know, that movement, because both water and air are very movement-based. So when you're stuck, it's very, very hard on you, harder than on most. And I've been stuck very much. So how can I open that door and jump? <laughs> well, it's, you know, be careful what you ask for. I know. The idea of, which is not, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's just being aware that 
once you set something in motion, I want movement, become the the director of that movement. Because a lot of people say, I want movement, and then they leave it at that. It's like, well, then you get whatever movement the universe figures that you should have. All right, so how can I channel that energy into the movement for this opportunity you're speaking of? Well, figuring out what it is what is it that calls you what brings you joy you know what balances you what allows you to be in your happy place find that and then relate your actions and your involvement and your energy around things that you know that involve that you know you really enjoy being around the ocean you know start going and spending more time at the ocean maybe um, you know, talk with others about the ocean. Do some public speaking. I feel that there's like this whole public speaking piece. You okay. know, you've got an amazing story, and it's important for you to share it mm. because a lot of people need to know about it. There's so much more. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, you I know. Yes, I've been stuck, and do I move? Do I stay? How do I work? So are you getting a topic or a particular or a certain path? I feel that, you know, the water in you, there's there's those places that are kind of dammed up a little bit. And to get that free-flowing, you know, part of it, the first step is doing what you've done, is realizing that you are, in fact, stuck. And looking at those stuck places, go to those stuck places and say, okay, what is it that is the gift that you've been waiting to give me? It's not about, you know, it's like, oh, it's a hard lesson or it's that. No, there's a gift that's been waiting there for you in that stuck piece. And going to each one of those stuck pieces and maybe writing down on a piece of paper, it's like, I am stuck in the following ways. And then look at each one and look for the gift that was waiting for you. Because as soon as you figure out what is the gift that was waiting for you in that, then you can be able to release that stuck spot. Mm. One way. And, you know, a lot of times that's, a, you know, that's a, a one-on-one work that can be done. And, you know, it's finding somebody who can resonate with that, who can kind of help you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it really is an amazing process to go through because it's not just about the destination. It's not just about getting to the unstuck point. It's about finding that jewel in each one of those stuck places that has been waiting for you to find it. And once you do, that's when it gets released. And it it is that process of introspection. It's a process of being very authentic with yourself and seeing the gift beyond the, the, the dark stuff. Right. You know, there was an old joke about, you know, parents who, it was Christmas time and their kid was an unbelievable optimist, and they wanted to teach him that life was sometimes hard and disappointing. So all he got for Christmas when he came down was this huge pile of horse manure. And he screams delighted and starts digging through the pile, and his parents are going, what, what are you doing? It's like, well, with all this horse manure, there's got to be a pony under here. <laughs> That's positive. So it's finding the pony under the horse manure. Do you see and anything? that's what I really feel called, that these stuck places are actually gifts waiting for you. All right. I was just searching for how to make income and make a living through mm-hmm. this. 
Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, you can contact me through my website if you have any other questions, and that's www.the-healing-house.com. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Best of luck. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. That concludes the end of our show. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners for being there and and bearing through all of our beginning technical difficulties. (laughs) One of these days I'll get it figured out. I'm not a technical person whatsoever. So, um, <laughs> anyways, well, thank you so much, Eileen, for being with us. It was truly a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure as well. And um, and everyone, just to let you know, we will be on on as scheduled for our next show in two weeks, and um, we are working at getting some live recordings from Salem, Massachusetts, which is one of my favorite places on earth to visit. And, uh, of course, they have a lot going on during the Halloween month, so we hope to have some exciting um, stuff for you coming up at the next show. And, as always, it's a pleasure. We love you guys, and take care. Thank Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Revolution with Heisey Lutmers, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.